Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Social Accountability with Jed. It's your girl, JJ, and thank you to everyone who takes the time to listen to these updates to my life weekly. It truly does mean the world to me when individuals in my everyday life bring up a message they've heard from this podcast and mention how it has helped them or provided them some further insight into their own processing. I just also want to say a special shout out to the random following of listeners that I have in Berlin. I don't know how my podcast made its way afloat to you all, but I am glad that you enjoyed it enough to keep coming back and by telling your friends. It's early morning as I'm recording this episode, sitting poolside in my friends and now my backyard, watching Dakota and his pack rock run around. I have found safety and I have found bliss. I am satisfied, but also motivated. I am thriving, thanks to my God. Many of you may know I started this podcast to simply to keep myself accountable, because as much as I would love to say that my self-control in self-regulation is its highest functioning when I try to do anything alone, it's actually my ability to continuously be vulnerable with society, asking for help despite the amount of times that society has shown me their judgment. I have broadly defended myself while also humbling the idea I can often be wrong too. I recognize that one of my best attributes that I bring to society and to myself is my gift with critical thinking. It was an unexpected coworker who pointed out this fact to me. As she continues her path to becoming a nurse, I asked my friend why she has not considered choosing social work as her field of study. In short answer, she said to me, I could not do what you do. I do not have the critical thinking that you have. I like direction, and while I like aiding others, I do follow authority. I cannot challenge authority. She won't challenge authority due to fear. Mind you, this coworker of mine is easily one of the sweetest God-fearing peers I have. She was born in the islands, and her life predisposition, as well as her life choices, have shaped her to be the version that she is today. She will make an incredible nurse and perhaps even an incredible nurse practitioner one day. Her logic, of course, had me in a self-reflective moment. Critical thinking. We all have that, or at least I would hope that we all had that as a homo sapien. That's primarily what sets us apart from all the other animals in the kingdom. Our language adaptions, our ability to recognize differences in perspectives, our vulnerability and open-mindedness, or judgment, skepticism, our drive to finding clarity through evidence and reasoning. That gift we have, led by this understanding that there is something larger than us, the faith within purpose, is why we have adapted to be such finely tuned children of God, or the universe, or whatever you understand it as. Regardless, you have to accept the reality that you are here, In this moment, listening to my voice, having interpersonal thoughts and connections, willing to engage further community, our adaption and our forward thinking has allowed us to survive. Despite the natural order of destruction that we too have contributed to, we have also grown and our population through enlightenment has navigated a multitude of traumatic incidences and pushed us further into finding safety and comfort, signaling an equilibrium of good and bad that ultimately has led us here, survivors. Not only are we survivors, our ancestors took the time to share stories 
and eventually producing the ability to mass-produce printed literature, there are scriptures, manuscripts, found throughout our history that date back to the second century before the Common Era. These scriptures and stories have circulated within subgroups in our society and of which led us towards our daily choices. We are influenced greatly by the ethics and morals, the common interest and understanding of how to survive. We also have leaders in the community that reject levels of authority because they can recognize when that authority is attempting to persuade their subjects with fear instead of respect. That defiant component is what has aided in our survival, challenging the parts of authority that don't seem to contribute to the greater whole. It is our responsibility to keep leaders accountable as the greatest leaders are led by their people. Quick theology lesson here. The ancient Israelites did not make it into the promised land despite God's call because of their fear. They trusted men and not their own instincts. Their faith faith was trial due to fear. It took them years of adaptation, relying on God's call for them to finally be worthy. It was an undergrad that I determined fear was a lie, at least for us homo sapiens on earth. The only thing we truly ought to fear is ourselves, that we ultimately will destroy parts of ourselves because of fear, and mostly the fear of indifferences and what we do not understand, guilt and shame. But do we not recognize our reality? That we all are cognitive functioning human beings, ultimately all derivatives of six or more human species from 100,000 years ago. I'm currently reading seven books at a time because one, that is how I support and manage my executive functioning and hyperactive mind. But two, my emotions guide me to seek what logic I need to follow. I don't read fiction to get these answers. I search deep within nonfiction, memoir, scientific journals, because most days I don't need to read another individual's imaginative creations apart from the parables within ancient scripture. My imagination's creations seem to correlate regularly with some of the greats, and that I don't find coincidental, and nor should you. You call it manifesting. I call it common interest and an evident peace that explains our purpose. We are influenced by our survival. I happen to believe that it is God that brings us to that survival. I know that I personally would have not made it this far without my faith. It was my fear of dying that led to my faith, and it is my faith that helped me live and no longer fear dying. These days, I live my life as a child of God, attempting daily to seek further guidance on what that truly means for this generation and how I can hopefully contribute to the next generations. And when we look back at history, it becomes apparent who was right as time solidifies the truth day after day. I hope we can soon recognize the need for unity, that by continuing to live in honesty, truth, and daily learning about what truth is, following God, that is what is needed if we're ever going to make it to the promised land as a species. That is the only way we will continue to survive. Correction and understanding. Love. We survive by love. Loving ourselves loving others, and loving the whole purpose, loving the idea that we are special, that you are special, because we have completely made it this far, significantly faster because of the spirit, the energy. You are worthy of living. You are worthy to make choices, and you either want to help contribute to overall survival or you don't. As a collective, your participation will be judged one day. I just don't know who or what will do that judgment for you. For me, I believe it will be a conversation between my higher self and God, and I can't wait for that day.
I hope that this episode could be of assistance to some of you struggling with certain processing hiccups. A reminder that grace has already won because of mercy. You are loved so deeply and loved passionately. And I want to thank you for listening to another episode of Social Accountability with Jet. I hope that you have a beautiful and peaceful day.